You are listening to Cortez Radio, CKTZ, 89.5 FM. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. I read in the paper, I heard on the news, whole damn world got these mean old blues. In this life, in this life, you gotta think for yourself. I have two stories again this morning. Later on in the program, I will be exploring what lies behind a segment of the December 4th, 2019 Strathcona Regional District Board Meeting. But first, by the time you hear this, everyone on Cortez Island will have received a newsletter from the Regional Director. I found it left me with more questions than answers. So I asked Noba Anderson to explain her vision for Cortez Island's future. I want to build community council, really simply put. City has a mayor and council. There's a group of people that are elected by the community to discuss matters of interest to the community and make decisions that pertain to the community and communicate the city's will to outside agencies. First Nations equally have a chief and council. There's a a formalized, legitimate, recognized structure that is more than sending one person two ferry rides away to sit with 12 other reps, where I'm inherently a minority, and structurally we don't know things about each other. We don't know each other's communities, even with all the best intentions, which aren't necessarily always there. So I'm interested in building something here that is complementary to the regional district structure, certainly in no way would supersede it or replace it, But over time, as our systems, I believe, will inevitably fray with the pressures of climate change, that we have this other system that is hopefully strong enough by the time things begin to fray to really rely on here. So I'm heading down to Hornby today, actually. I'll I'll arrive tomorrow to spend a few days meeting with lots of different community groups there and learning how they run their community organizations, Um, but most interestingly, meeting with their ratepayers and residents' association. So before the regional district structure was created, a lot of rural communities had a ratepayers or ratepayers and residents' association, which was just a non-profit that represented the interests of that rural community directly to the province. And when the regional district structure was created, as far as I understand, most of those ratepayers associations you know, dismantled themselves because there was the district now to do that service delivery work. Um, but on Hornby, I believe they kept it. It's certainly there now. So I, I, my understanding is they kept that ratepayers association, which kind of acts as council. They run the regional district parks service and they run the recycling center and they run a number of different committees and act in many ways like a little council on the island and have a monthly public meeting where all of those committees report out on their business and receive input and Um, And the regional director there says, really, he doesn't have to do a whole lot because he's told what to do. All the legwork is done for him on so many of these files. So I'm just really curious to know what other communities do like that and what version of that might be palatable um, and functional here. I'm kind of curious. What's the population of Hornby? It's very similar. It's my understanding. It's about a thousand people year round. But in the summer, it it increases fivefold or something. It's, there's this huge summer um, tourist population. 
would the uh, Hornby rate payers, would that, is that, that's totally volunteer? Do they have any employees? Ask me next week, I'll know a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been in touch by email with you know, their coordinators. I'm assuming there's some kind of paid positions, sort of administrative positions, but I truly don't know. Okay. Depends on how formal one would want to get. I mean, I can imagine a system where <clears throat> there were formalized seats for, you know, the regional director and a Clahoos rep and the fire chief and, you know, I don't know, some formal sort of government bodies, perhaps elected reps from the various nonprofit groups and then a number of reps elected at large, perhaps with individual portfolios. I don't know. It's super early days thinking for me whether it's a community co-op that everyone has lifetime membership to or an association or I don't know but other people are doing interesting versions of it so that's where I'm starting is just learning from other places and then bringing some of those stories home and trying to find the most transparent way of engaging Cortez residents here to assess our interest in this am I completely off in left field or is this something that there's an appetite here for. I, I believe the latter based on the conversations I've had. I guess I'm wondering, how do they get along with their regional district? The Ratepayers Association? Um, again, you know, ask, ask me next week. But in speaking with the regional director, he has indicated really he just takes, you know, guidance from the Ratepayers Association on on the files that are directly relevant to the district. Now, he doesn't reference the Ratepayers Association at regional district meetings, at the solid waste meetings that we're at together, but I gather that their input informs his participation and vote there a lot. Um, now, certainly the, the Resident Ratepayers Association does a whole lot more than regional district work. Um, they have files that are of community interest far beyond what the district would do, um, like like a city or a chief and council has a lot of flexibility to act in the interest of the island. Um, I would hope that an organization that we set up had that kind of uh, flexibility. Whereas I, at the regional district, formally have very limited roles. There's a park service, there's a planning service, there's a you know fire department, there's grant and aid. There's not much services that we directly deliver. They'll now be a first responder and hall tax service, but everything else is in the realm of kind of nebulous advocacy and and convening. I have influence, not actual leverage. And um, perhaps if that was formalized and it wasn't just me or your regional director, but actually a group of people, that collective think can be a lot more powerful. And if there was a group here that was a solid functional organization that represented the will of the island, then it's a lot harder to marginalize one elected rep over at the regional district. I think a, a minority of very active voices has been very effective at undermining my credibility at the regional district. And yet if what I brought to the district was backed by this community council, it would be harder to marginalize. And when I say I, I mean this position, not me, the individual. Is the district aware of what you're doing? Not yet. Okay. I mean, I don't think of it as being, you know, revolutionary. I'm not trying to usurp their role. But I have long been interested in, uh, in building community structures here, and they're certainly aware of that. Mm-hmm.
But this is really my, the, the newsletter that is going into mailboxes today is really my first coming out of the closet, if you will, in, a, in the written form. Anybody who knows me or sits in circles with me over the last many years has known this has always been dear to my heart. But I think all of the goings on at the district this last year has created an appetite that I hope is really ripe for change. <laughs> I think there's some people who want to secede. <laughs> well, and I've heard that, you know, I have got emails from people saying, you know, can we secede? Can we, you know, can we create our own regional district? Can we? Um, and so interestingly enough, there isn't in the legislation, I mean, apart from, you know, trying to be close members or something, there there isn't a way in provincial legislation to incorporate at a rural level without taking on all the cost of roads and a municipality isn't really what would work here. So I think it's worth having a conversation of creating some kind of rural municipal equivalent that allows some legislative autonomy to for rural communities who are interested in it. Okay. But step by step. I'm wondering if we should talk a little bit about the beginnings of this vision. How did you get the idea? You said a decade ago. Yeah, so I was elected 11 years ago, and certainly I need to look back through the literature, but I expect within the first two years, if not year, um, I began writing about an interest for something else, and I began speaking with our legislative officer over there around what options exist within the provincial legislative framework for some greater autonomy. And I spoke with some other communities in the province who have other models. So right from the beginning, and the only legislative option available to us is called what is a a, a local community commission, I think. So there is there's provision in the local government act for a local community commission. And what it would do is, at the time of local government election, it would elect a regional director plus a number of commissioners. Salt Spring, since they lost their bid for incorporation recently, is looking into creating a, a local community commission. But the trouble with the community commission is twofold. First of all, it's only ever an advisory body to the regional district, like the Advisory Planning Commission is an advisory body. So it's not super interesting just from the get-go there. But then the, the second downside is it would only have influence over local government services. It wouldn't be a broad council with mandate to serve the community whatever way it imagined. It's, it would be planning, which we already have a planning commission for. Parks, mm, probably not worth setting it up just for parks. I've helped establish a, a new parks committee under the FOCI umbrella. It could be responsible for the fire service, but we already have a fire department for that. Like, we just have so few services here. It didn't seem to be worth setting up this whole other level of governance structure for something that had so little influence and such a small mandate. So I would say right from the beginning, I've, I've realized that it doesn't make sense to elect one person and send them two ferry rides away to sit as a minority view with other people that structurally don't understand the context of the decisions they're making. It just it's not a system that works well. And so I think as these, you know, awkward times have unfolded the district, my involvement with the Rural Island Economic Forum has 
my interest there has been bent towards this issue of governance, trying to connect with other people on other islands who are interested in creating alternate structures. And so I, when I was on Pender a month or so ago, uh, that was really my focus. And I would love to host some gathering here in the new year with other island reps who were up for thinking this through with me. So parks is basically under the foci umbrella here. Well, we could create a parks commission, like the Advisory Planning Commission, a formal commission that was supported by the district and had minutes and all those things associated with it. But in instead, what I've supported is the creation of a parks committee. And there's spots on that committee from for reps from the community clubs and Clahoose and, and I don't all remember who. But technically, because you can't have a committee without being a committee of something, the FOCI took it on under their umbrella. And so they're just finding their feet still, really. They've only been up and going for a little less than a year. But my hope there was it would be a dedicated group of people to think really big picture about parks issues on the, on the island and even in, in the marine environment, from active cycling to uh, conservation to green space to you know whatever it might be. Actually, the little bell that went off in my head was thinking about transportation mm -hmm. and how Fokai brought that application for a coordinator forward, mm. and that basically died, didn't it? Mm -hmm. yep. So the whole idea died, I would imagine. The, the, district... the idea of the regional district funding it died. Okay. It doesn't mean that Fokai uh, needs to... I'm talking about on, from the regional district sure. perspective. Sure. They're not going to do anything either, are they? Um... We just at our last meeting considered our strategic plan, which has just become public and, and it's, we just adopted it actually. And in there, transportation is identified as, as a regional strategic initiative. So perhaps that will be reborn in some regional form. I know the health network has certainly been working on it and has hosted meetings in most of the rural communities, including Cortez. But in terms of the specific foci proposal at this point, no, that's that's not going to be funded by the district. How are things getting along with the district right now? Just at a human level? Yeah. Very awkward. Very awkward. Um, most people don't make eye contact. Because of all of the troubles? One would assume... Oh, it's a very awkward space. Um, but I am committed to continue to be as professional as I can and represent the interests of Cortez and uh, bring issues forward as I'm able. Uh, but my credibility there has been really shaken. It's quite remarkable how a matter with no legitimacy has created such a situation. It's quite stunning. You're not allowed to tell me whether uh, this censoring has anything to do with the allegations in the legal petition. I don't know anything more than the public knows on this one. What I just noticed was... Uh, Oh, it's not the censoring, pardon me, it's the withholding of your legal fees oh. in the exact same wording right. that they used in May before mm -hmm. the court case. Mm -hmm. 
I don't have any insight that I can share that isn't public. I've not been given any rationale as to the board's decision to not indemnify me. So they, did, they didn't actually speak to you about it? No, no. It's all through lawyers. Because, the, because of matters that I'm in conflict of interest on, so the investigative report, indemnification, censure, any of these things that do relate directly to me, I may not speak to any of my colleagues about them. Because in doing so, I would be breaching conflict of interest. And I could actually be thrown out of office. So I can speak to senior staff, but don't. So I, no, I can't talk about these matters. I can talk about them with you and with the public, but not my elected colleagues and vice versa. So I don't, I don't have any insight into their rationale there. I, I mean, I can speculate, but I wouldn't do that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing piles of speculation. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, but no, I've not been provided any rationale. How do you see this new system working with the Strathcona Regional District Board? Well, I don't know that this new governance system that I envisage would be particularly up and running in any substantive way before the next election. My, my personal goal would be that it would be functional in three years' time. Uh, that if we spend, you know, being just perhaps more transparent than I ought to be here at your kitchen table, if we could spend the next year or so discussing and researching and imagining, and then perhaps another year connecting with the nonprofits and organizations and you know, trying to build a structure, could it be up and running in two years? I think that would be stunningly, beautifully ambitious. So I think really, if we were to create this, it would be liaising with the regional district post next election. And so I have no idea how many of faces would, would be the same around the table. But regardless of the people at the regional district table, I would hope that this would would offer credibility to whatever the di director was bringing forward. Now, if the director brought something different than the community association, some different perspective, then it'd be particularly awkward, I suppose. If the community association said, you know, go this way, and the director voted that way, then, you know, I think, I think that's why some of my colleagues really love the autonomy of being the only director from a, from a community because they don't have to consult. It's messy to consult. It's messy to have a group of people. It's, it's far more efficient to be the lone voice. But then that starts to um, bleed into less than savory spaces if, um, if not used well. One thing I noticed when there was talk of the transportation coordinator is the district seemed to be a bit threatened. I mean, as if foci was going onto their turf yeah. Our CAO, our chief administrative officer, indicated that because the regional district had conducted the transportation study, that it would be out of line to hire somebody else to implement it. I disagree profoundly. I think that the regional district can be a funder of a study and whoever possibly wants to step up the table to make it happen, all the better. But that was Dave Leach's perspective, and he holds a lot of sway with the district. And then, you know, we have to get across Quadra, and there's all interjurisdictional politics. And anyway, that didn't fly. Because the regional district really is an animal that's set up to do a very specific thing. It delivers a tax function. It delivers a, a 
a formalized service as supported by the electorate, right? Fire service, hall service, planning service, parks service. It, it doesn't work very well in the more nebulous spaces. Let's say that we had a Cortez community council. Would it be negotiating with the uh, district and saying, we want to take this over, we want to do this? How would that function? No, I wouldn't imagine so. I would imagine that it would um, inform the regional director to then take that voice forward to the district on matters. But primarily I see it as being a group that does things quite apart from anything the regional district does. Like it could organize around community resilience. It could advocate to the province on matters of roads. It could support the Harbor Authority with matters of docks. It could, uh, I mean, whatever it could imagine. I, I don't see it as being primarily a mechanism for liaising with the district. Now, if it, like Hornby, wanted to take over the uh, parks contract and the recycling center contract and those sorts of things, I mean, possibly, perhaps it would move into some of those spaces. But, I mean, really, this is just me sitting in my kitchen imagining at this point, so... I don't know. I'd, I'd put it back to the listeners. What do you think? How can we build some kind of quasi-autonomous system that really works for us and represents our voice not only to ourselves but to other agencies, including the district, but certainly not exclusively? I, just, I think the time is right. I hope so. May it be. There was one other component there as well. Mm-hmm. You once again kind of said that you don't intend to be the uh, to mm -hmm. run again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had made that choice quietly before the last election. It will have it'll be fourteen years at the end of this term that I would have been in office, and I would do the constituency work forever. The the work on Cortez I love that the honor of convening conversations and advocating for Cortez, I, I truly love. But I think that I run the risk of getting stuck in this role and not being able to imagine myself in this community in some other way if I stay longer. I know that certainly happened for some other people I know in, in this role. And I don't want the community to get stuck thinking I'm the only one that can do it either. And I, I would love something that had a little bit more joy, you know, or playfulness or spontaneity or... Um, <laughs> but truly, I would carry on doing the Cortez work in some other form if I could figure out how. Okay. Yeah. But no, my intention is to not run. And it's a bit scary to say that, you know, on recording. I've said that to, lot, <laughs> I've said that to lots of people, anyone who asks over the last year. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's time for renewal. Do you have anything you want to add? Uh, just thank you for your continued reporting. It is, it is such a treat to finally have something that starts to bend towards independent n news uh, coverage here. And I, I really hope that Cortez Currents flourishes and that you get other people to join you in your reporting fleet um, and find, I have no idea your organizational structure, but that that becomes solid because it's, it's really valuable to have you at district meetings and covering other things. Um, it's not something I've known in my life here so far. Thank you. Thank you.
You've been listening to Regional Director Noba Anderson explain her vision for Cortez Island's future. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. Keep my feet on the road to love in this life. You gotta think for yourself.